0: Welcome to Security Mutual Life Insurance Company of New York's SML Planning Minute, where we share concise and thought-provoking financial ideas for individuals, families, and business owners. Security Mutual, the company that cares.
1: Hello, this is Bill Rinaldi with another edition of Security Mutual's SML Planning Minute. In today's episode, we're going to talk about some things you might not know about life insurance. In today's episode, we're tackling a misunderstood, underappreciated, and at times misused product, life insurance. In episodes 10, 15, and 23, we attempted to deliver information on life insurance for consumers to gain an unbiased understanding. Life insurance was also mentioned, to some extent, in other episodes. Today, we're interviewing our friend Ernie Guerrero, Vice President of Marketing at Security Mutual. To give us a better perspective on how life insurance originated and its importance in today's society. Ernie, you've been in the insurance business for over 30 years. You consider yourself a student. Where did life insurance start?:
2: Well, Bill, some listeners who are in the business may know this, but the first life insurance policy was sold over 300 years ago in London in 1706 by William Talbert and Sir Thomas Allen, representing the first company to offer life insurance, the Amicable Society for a Perpetual Assurance Office, founded in London in 1706. Forms of insurance have been with us for longer, dating back to the second and third millennia B.C., when Chinese merchants traveled treacherous river rapids, would redistribute their wares across many vessels, to limit the loss due to any single vessel's capsizing.
0: Hmm.
2: What type of policy did they sell? The first plan of life insurance was that each member paid a fixed annual payment per share on from one to three shares, with consideration to age and the members being 12 to 55. At the end of the year, a portion of the amicable contribution was divided among the wives and children of deceased members, and it was in proportion to the amount of the shares the heirs owned. Amicable society started with 2,000 members.
1: Uh, Ernie, we, we hear and we read in the media about financial literacy, but I think most of the problem today is with financial illiteracy. How do you think that affects life insurance?
2: Yeah, Bill, that's a, a great question, and uh, I'm sure we see a lot in the media about this. The solution to any illiteracy concern is education. For example, I'm illiterate when it comes to performing brain surgery. I would need to be educated, and Bill, quite a bit of education. As insurance professionals and financial professionals, we need to emphasize financial education and educate or act as a coach to the public. To understand and appreciate life insurance, one who is not educated in such matters needs to be educated.
1: Okay, uh, how bad do you think this misunderstanding is of life insurance?
2: Well, Bill, in testing of the general public's knowledge, LIMRA, the Life Insurance Market Research Association, performed a recent study titled, Participants in the Understanding Life Study. Participants were asked to complete a life insurance knowledge test, containing questions on basic concepts, distribution, product features, product types, terminology, and underwriting concepts. Many participants responded, don't know, to 40% of the questions. This indicates, Bill, that average consumers may understand less than 60% of the information they see about life insurance. Now, this by itself demonstrates a significant life insurance knowledge gap among American consumers. On questions participants did answer, just 46% of their responses were correct. So Bill, this result implies that consumers not only have a significant gap in life insurance knowledge, but also appear to misunderstand more information than they understand. Combining the percentage of don't know responses with incorrect answers suggest the average consumer understands just 28% of the life insurance material. So, Bill, this finding reveals the true size of the life insurance knowledge gap among American consumers.
1: Okay, so I understand this misunderstanding, but what does it mean for people?
2: Well, Bill, what this means, considering the facts, only 59% of Americans have life insurance, and about half of those with insurance are underinsured, and this is according to LIMRA. Underinsurance is not having adequate amounts of coverage. This also means that when a client seeks insurance, They are really asking for a risk management program. What this means is identifying the risk, measuring the risk, developing a plan, and then lastly, implementing a plan. We also know that there are different means of risk management. One risk management strategy is to simply avoid the risk. However, Bill, death cannot be avoided. Another risk management technique is to self-insure the risk. Yes. We can set money aside for our loved ones or to cover a debt. However, not many individuals that I speak with have enough discretionary funds to set aside to fully cover that risk. The generally accepted method is to transfer the risk. Transfer the risk to a life insurance company. Transfer is possibly the most efficient use of your dollars. The old insurance saying goes, You're transferring pennies for dollars, meaning with a relatively small amount of money, your beneficiaries may receive relatively large amounts of dollars from the insurance company.
1: Okay, so this is some good news, something good that comes when an individual unfortunately dies, but hopefully they're going to live a long life. Um, How do you address that scenario?
2: (laughs) Bill, I'm glad you asked that. Let's look on the bright side and be a little optimistic. (laughs) As I just mentioned in identifying risks, life insurance can be used to address a living risk, that is, outliving your retirement income. Permanent life insurance has a cash value feature, a feature that can be accessed while the individual is living. This cash value feature can be used, in some circumstances, as tax-free income or turned into an income stream or be used to help fund a child's education, or can be used simply to take a vacation, Bill. Life insurance can also be used in 401k plans as an investment, another asset class. I hope listeners understand that life insurance is not just for debt, but can be used as part of an overall risk management program for other risks. In the modern era, Solomon S. Juvener argued that, and I quote, People's responsibility to themselves and their families include both the years of survival, savings and accumulation, and years after death. Life insurance bill can help accomplish in part both of these.
1: Okay, so where do we go from here,
2: Ernie? Sure, Bill. To, to conclude this, um, it's all about education. Anyone considering protecting their income concerned about their loved one's financial security, or considering a personal risk management program, should speak with a life insurance advisor. They must also commit the time to understand their options and to make any informed decision on the purchase. It does not end with the purchase of life insurance. Bill, like any other investment, it must be monitored to make sure it continues to meet the client's objectives.
1: Uh, Okay. Ernie, I wanted to make sure we covered this topic as thoroughly as possible with the time that we had, and we jumped right into the subject matter. You are clearly passionate about this subject, and I noticed that you have quite a few professional designations. Uh, You're a CLU, CHFC, CEBS, CPCU, CPC, CMS, AIF, RICP, and CPFA. Uh, The general public might not understand what these are like they understand what a CPA is. What can you tell us about yourself?
2: Uh, Yeah, Bill, thank you. Yes, I am quite passionate about this subject, realizing firsthand what it feels like to deliver a check to a widow or a widower that has young children from an insurance company. Naturally, the check cannot replace the emotional loss of the individual, but financially it helps relieve the survivors of those financial burdens that in many cases they themselves didn't realize they had. And Bill, it also allows the grieving process to take place with less financial worry. Most importantly, it helps the insured to keep their dreams, to keep their promises to their loved ones. Mortgages continue to be paid. Utility bills paid, colleges paid, the list goes on. Personally, from my perspective, it allowed my daughter to purchase her first car and understand the discipline of paying back a loan to herself through her life insurance policy. Also, personally, I was able to provide my daughter and son-in-law a gift of life insurance policy, which not only provided the death benefit, but also it had a cash value. That was in the policy. I consider myself a student in this industry. Those designations represent my commitment to professional learning and continued professional education.
1: Okay, so the bottom line is that life insurance can be used as a a critical tool to help protect your income, to help address financial security of your loved ones, or uh, to help with a personal risk management program.
2: Well, Bill, that's precisely the point.
1: Fantastic. Well, listen, thank you for joining us today, Ernie.
2: Well, thank you very much. I'm uh, happy to be here.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Security Mutual Life Insurance Company of New York, the company that cares. The content provided is intended for educational and informational purposes only. Information is provided in good faith. However, the company makes no representation or warranty of any kind regarding the accuracy, reliability, or completeness of the information. To help reach your goals, you need a skilled professional by your side. Contact your local Security Mutual Life Insurance advisor today. As part of the planning process, he or she will coordinate with your other advisors as needed to help you achieve your financial goals and objectives. For more information, visit us at smlny.com slash smlpodcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, tell your friends about it and be sure to give us a five-star review and check us out on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.